Two stories out of time and space. I'm your regular host, Gojira. That's good. <laughs> and as always, I'm joined by Julian. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Uh, I'm doing quite fine. Um, I don't have anything clever to say. No. What about you? No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm um I'm I'm not sure how this conversation is gonna go. <laughs> hmm. We're gonna be doing um I'm not even gonna try and do the uh uh, the Japanese, Gushira no Gagushu, or Godzilla Raids Again, um, the sequel to Godzilla uh, from 1955, and the introduction of Godzilla fighting another monster. And, mm. um, and yeah. Um, the introduction of Anguirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, let's uh, to give a quick summary because this is called right. This is the thing. This film is called Godzilla Raids again, right? Mm. So the suggestion being that Godzilla is on the rampage and is a major threat to you know in this film Osaka. However, basically this this film is sort of just um, Godzilla has a, a a new Godzilla, so they're actually a species. Mm. It's determined. Uh, but Godzilla has a bit of a rumble with another big monster, goes home, people follow him and bomb the crap out of him. Appears to basically be <laughs> the the plot to this film. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, and, and this is, I mean, it would be a while before, because I was sort of studying this in, in preparation, it would be a while before Godzilla would become a hero. Yeah. Um, but so this is not considered one of those films. He's still a bad guy. He's mm. just more interested in, you know, killing this uh, new monster than he is, you know, trashing trashing cities. Um, he seems more, you know, he's like a, you know, Cthulhu. He he doesn't care about the humans one way or another. No, yeah, this is it. Like he's completely, you know, and that shows, like, you know, he he. They have to have a reason for him to be going to the city. It's not like he's angry with the people. It's, it turns out he is attracted to um, lights. And, yeah. And, uh, and I love I love the justification they give for this. Like out of nowhere, <laughs> one of the professors says it's possible that this gives him flashbacks to uh, the hmm. the uh, detonation of the atom bomb. <laughs> well, I mean, which is weird because I mean. Like, this is literally not Godzilla, right? I mean, you mentioned mm. how Godzilla raids again. This is Godzilla 2, right? Mm -hmm. We're already in, you know, this is Godzilla's cousin or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm reminded of reading, like, Marvel Universe and going like, yeah, okay, technically that was the Hey Pirate 2, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, technically Godzilla raids again. This is like Godzilla's Godzilla's cousin gets mad. 
with you know, um, or Godzilla's cousin fights another monster you haven't seen before. Yeah, literally, like, yeah, and they they acknowledge. And that's the thing with because um, you know let's go back. We obviously um, discussed Godzilla nineteen fifty four, and one of the key things from that is Godzilla is beaten. They have the oxygen destroyer, and, and it dissolves Godzilla, and his his body is left at the bottom of the ocean. It's a pretty definitive ending for that version of Godzilla, and so yeah, they they have to create one. So, I mean, my question then is: so is every version of Godzilla going forward, this Godzilla. Because the next one does have him coming out of the ice. He is thawed and comes out of the ice. So yeah, yeah. does that mean that every Godzilla going forward is actually this Godzilla, not yes. the original Godzilla? Yes, mm. yes that's right. I, I I've looked this up, you know, yes, that's true. Until they reboot the franchise, you know, in yeah. like eighty four or eighty five. Um yeah. Uh, all of you know this whole Showa era Godzilla is all the the Godzilla two. Mm. Godzilla two electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was in, it was interesting just to see that like oh the, the acknowledgement of like oh this isn't the Godzilla we watched like a year before or whatever like it was it was just it was just interesting. Um, and and again like, I'm not entirely sure of his origin they appear to have stuck with this thing of him being um because originally it was like a t-rex or they were saying like, oh, it's a t-rex that's irradiated or something i can't really remember um yeah i mean it doesn't really matter but i, I mean i yeah. like what you said about like the you know pointed out the lights like how the lights there's this excuse that it's like right godzilla's got ptsd from the atomic bomb testing, and this is setting him off. Like, it's so it's such a bizarre explanation, um, you know. And it, you know, it, I know we we don't have Mothra yet because you could say, well, a moth is attracted to the light. Mm. Um, but you know, I guess it's like the same explosion then, um, you know, created both Godzillas, right? I mean, I I don't know. Obviously, like. You're not supposed to think about it too much. Um, no. Yeah. No, and like you say, because when it comes to ang Anguirus or Anguirus, they, the the justification is there is no there is no uh, atomic bomb or anything. It's just mm -hmm. no. This is a dinosaur. Yeah. And they, they they literally read from a textbook, and it's like they were uh, aggressive, and they were this, and they were that, and they're like, wow, paleontology was very progressive in the uh, in the fifties. Yeah, I thought about that too, right? Like, you know, how do you know the personalities of these dinosaurs, yeah. right? You yeah. know, like, um, and they literally just flip through a book of dinosaurs until they find the one that you saw. And yeah. it's like, right, you know, that's the one his personality, yeah. you know, known to enjoy British sitcoms, you know? Yeah. Ah, that is so bizarre. Right. And as you point out, no explanation for that. that and, the Godzilla's, I mean, I, I was very disappointed in this film, but the Godzilla series will go down this route of, ah, screw it, you know, like, he's <laughs> yeah. just a dinosaur. I mean, it's going to have aliens, you know, I mean, alien, it's just, it's Marvel movie, right? Where it's just mm -hmm. like, throw it all in, right? Like, Iron Man should not exist in the same universe as Doctor Strange. That is just absolutely incoherent. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, there are gods and mysticism, and there's also, you know, sci-fi stuff you're supposed to take seriously. No, these are not the same effing universe, right? But, you know, Godzilla was an example of, yeah, just throw it all in, right? Yes. There's no way you could take seriously the metaphor of the atomic bomb and the first Godzilla in a universe with, you know, like, right, that's a metaphor that unleashed horror. But there were also like 20 other horrors beneath the ocean that were going to get unleashed anyway, not to mention all those aliens that were visiting us. So maybe don't beat yourself up about the atomic blast. Yeah, and time travel. Don't forget that there's going to be time travel as well. You know, when we get to to Ghidorah and and everything. And robots and, and King Kong. Yeah, they throw it all in. You're right, they do. They throw it all in. But you mentioned that obviously about when we when we talked about um, Godzilla before. Mm. Obviously, the, the the metaphor there for being um, the impact of the war and the dropping of the the you know the atomic weapons on on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and how they were de- dealing with that and how Godzilla sort of represented mm-hmm. that nuclear power and that nuclear sort of thing and the, the fear of it and stuff and how that was portrayed in the film. And it was very strong. It was very obvious. It was, it was you know. Um, in this, though, there was there were several occasions. Oh, there's nothing there that this, this doesn't have yes. that same thing. I, I, I like that soft pivot, right? Like, you know, you, you're making the case for Godzilla, and then you just sort of pause and say, in this, though, yeah. you know, and I'm thinking, like, <laughs> that's the nicest pivot you could make, right? Like, well, yeah. I was looking for that. I was looking for this imagery or this sort of like uh, metaphor or something. I was like, okay, let's see what what are we going to get. Um, and however, th- there was only one image that, and this might not even be um, relevant to the Japanese. I don't know. But there's an image where they're shutting down the city. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're saying right, basically, you got to turn off all the lights. So all the lights are getting switched off, and you see sort of Osaka sort of going dark. And then you see these planes, sort of like these military planes flying over over the top. And this fear, you've got this fear that you don't want to attract attention, so you turn off the light. So for me, again, I was thinking, uh, you know, again, thinking World War II and thinking the Blitz and mm-hmm. this thing of sort of trying to stay hidden um, during these bombings and stuff like that. So also, is that something that's there or am I sort of overlaying that sort of like, in a diff, you know, am I overlaying that? That's that's definitely there. Mm. Um, it's just that, you know, for that to to work beyond like a little corollary, right? Yeah. Um, movies have these little corollaries. Um, you know, anytime that you are shutting down a city, it is probably going to remind you of the Blitz. It's probably mm. you know, and obviously. You know, we, uh, you know, uh, America basically leveled Japan. I mean, we bombed yeah. the hell out of Japan. Uh, and in fact, the, those, the nuclear bombs, while psychologically damaging, you know, and we saw in mm. Godzilla, killed far less people than, you know, leveling Japan. Um, so with, with conventional weaponry. So, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's any way to do that without that being a corollary. And I think that corollary is intended, but the problem is there's no deeper reading attached to it. Right. Like in the first one, 
all of you know the devastation. I mean, I think what I, I I think what I find most missing here is that sense of devastation, is that sense of visual poetry. That mm-hmm. first one, um, you know, this is Toho made this. Um, you know, Toho was literally making this while they were doing uh, Seven Samurai and doing all these Kurosawa movies. I mean, yeah. literally, it's the same company. It's like down the street, they're, <laughs> they're doing these like, you know, amazing, uh, all the Kurosawa stuff was with Toho. So, and then, you know, there's a guy, you know, like Kurosawa saw a guy in a foam rubber suit, you know, and it was just like, yeah, that's what, that's the other movie. So, I mean, there was a sense of visual poetry in that first one. And here, there's no deeper metaphor. It's no. and, and that sense of visual poetry is lost. And you're right about that corollary, but it's just there's nothing beyond that. You scratch that surface and it just falls apart. Fades away. Yeah. It's true. And this, this is the thing. I was looking for things. So watching this, I was looking for those things. So for example, I was like, okay, this is about the fishing industry. This is about, you know, is this about overfishing? Is it about no, we hadn't quite got to that point in the fifties, so it's not about that. Um probably okay. about the fucking French taking yeah. fish. <laughs> if this was a British film, that's it. Like, yeah, Godzilla would represent the French stealing our fish. Um, but, or Brexit, actually. Godzilla would represent the entire of Europe and our, oh, and how we've defeated him. Um, he'd probably waltz into, into London and, you know, uh, uh, grab a, a monument and, and eat it like a baguette, you know, yeah. just to cement things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not subtle when it comes to that. Um but in this, I was looking for this. So yeah, I was looking at the sort of the industry they're in, and the sort of this thing. Okay, as you can mention, this is Angerus. Is, is this battle between Godzilla and Angerus going to sort of result in anything? Is anything in particular going to be destroyed? Um, there's prisoners that escape that mm. cause the fire that actually attract Godzilla back to the mainland. I was looking. I was, I'm looking at this and not right. Are they reaching for anything? And you're right. Like they are. They are not reaching mm-hmm. for anything in this like it's it's there this, this feels like a cash grab yeah it, well more, you know yeah i mean that whole sequence with the the prisoners escaping is is, is interesting it's fascinating right mm. like there are these implications of uh an attack right of shutting a city down uh, you know okay that's interesting but you think you know why did you you know release these prisoners you know i mean it, it's it's not really clear and then we're focusing on them that takes us away from you know the the main characters so to speak um you know and, and it's really just an excuse for like you know i mean a truck could have yeah. run could have just collided with something and caused these explosions and you'd get to the same place um there's nothing special about it. It's very flat. And it's. I was thinking that it, it strikes me as like, we've talked a lot about franchises. I think both mm-hmm. of us are fascinated by franchises and shared universes and how you manage them. Mm. Um, this feels to me like, I mean, it's not full on, you know, cheesy Godzilla uh, from, a few, you know, in the future. There's a big gap between this one and the next one. But yes. This does feel like it has normally when you get a sequel, it, it it's a lot closer to the first one than this is. This feels like three movies down the line 
when it's already like, yeah, you know, what people just want is Rambo killing people. Let's just go for that. This is just like somebody looked at the first Godzilla and said, right, people want to see a guy in a suit trashing things. Let's give him someone to fight. What more could they want? Well, there's the thing. I actually refer to that as the Homer effect. I actually have a name for this. It is the Homer effect. Um, and this is what I refer to as like the thing that people hone in on will always become the center of, of the show. And I just think, or will become, they aim to make it funnier. Like Homer Simpson, Joey Tribbiani and Friends. You see it a lot. Like all of a sudden, like characters shifting to the center and often finding that they don't want to do that because they worked as a side character and don't work as a main, whatever. But you are totally right. However, I would counter your point because you do get this this fight with Angerus, and it's awful. And honestly, the choreography is just, <laughs> it's basically two two people that can't see in the costume, like pushing and slapping each other. Like it it looks and having watched some of the later ones that are quite campy and cheesy and stuff, like you know, versus Godzilla or uh, Megadon and all those kinds of things, like you know, and Mothra. I'm like, oh, okay, they look all right. This is just slapdash. But even like you know, the film's j- just an hour and a half, you know, I think like, you know, 94 minutes or something like that. However, you then have like, so you have like Godzilla turning up. He spends a lot of time just wandering around an iceberg island, not doing much. You have what this one fight with Angerus that he sort of make, makes landfall for a bit. Mm. That's about it. But you have like long portions of the film Either like there's literally portions. I was going to time one point portions of pilots looking at the sea because that's mm. what the job is. I, I want to talk about that because I was fascinated by that. Then they go, to, they literally go for a business dinner like that lasts like <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, you know, there's a whole scene in a dance club. Like, if you were to take up like of the 90 minutes, 50, if not no, more than that, 60 doesn't have Godzilla in it at all yeah um, and i mean i don't know that that's that different from from the first movie um but yeah. the first movie you cared about it yes i mean the first movie pulls you in um yeah i mean there's there's really the only thing that i that i feel any kind of connection to is you know uh the pilot and you know his girlfriend you know, managing the uh, manning the uh, radio, and that's okay. But there's no chemistry there, right? Nope. You don't care. It's just this is my duty as a as a woman, and you know, this is my duty as a pilot, and that's really all their relationship comes down to. I mean, the closest thing to any sort of humanity are the two women, sort of sort of giggling at each other and, and talking uh, to each other on the radio. And saying, you know, you're not supposed to say that over the radio. You're making personal comments. I mean, that's as close as we get in this entire film to anything representing character. Yeah. Um, well, the the other thing is they give a guy, and this is this is the fifties, so I, I, you know, you go, it's it's fine. But they have a character they nickname Mister Groom, and and basically the joke is that like you know he hasn't got a girlfriend or a woman lined up. And mm. so he's basically, and then they make, but they make jokes about him using his plane to fly over a soccer and look one. And I get that it's a joke and stuff, but like, yeah, it's like you say, there's, there's, they try to have sort of like comedy interactions, 
And I, I don't know, the acting's wooden and the delivery, you know, mm. it feels like they're, they're all sort of really uncomfortable with each other. This feels like a rehearsal a lot of times, is how I sort of felt. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just the, the human interaction, the human part of it never grabs me. Um, That's true. I mean, I I would be able to forgive that. I mean, I, I'm a lot less concerned with character than, I mean, I am, but I, I'm less attached to, like, likable characters. I'm less mm. attached to, you know, like, feeling an organic connection, you know, w- with characters um, than other people seem to be. But I would be able to forgive a lot of this stuff if there were any sense of like visual poetry to this. Mm. I mean, so often you see these shots and you think, why did they decide to put the camera there? You know, what is being communicated by this? It's as if, you know, I mean, you mentioned the sort of like dress rehearsal element. I mean, it seems as if none of these shots are composed visually. We're just being presented with information. They are composed efficiently. In many cases, it's like, right, if I stick the camera here, I got this, I can get this much coverage. I don't have to do two shots, I can do one. Mm. Is how it, how it often feels. Um, we don't have to move the camera as much? Yeah, I yeah. haven't got to do it. I haven't got to do it, like, go do a dolly shot, or I haven't got to do a sweet, mm. you know, sweet. Mm-hmm. None of that, I can just sit, because it's all static. A lot of it is very static. Yeah. Um, as you said, and so it makes it very flat. Like, there's no movement of the camera. So it often feels like that. They've gone, right, if I stick it in the corner here, I've got the best view of the entire room. Mm, and then mm-hmm. most of the shot is going to take place in the right-hand corner. <laughs> like, you know, you can have extras, but majority is going to be over there. You know, okay, well, why not do like a mid-shot and zoom in on those people when they're talking? Like, yeah, there's several occasions where I was just like, this just feels like easy, the ease of just placing a camera somewhere <laughs> just so they can go... Right, take two, take three. I've got a reset. It's going to carry on. Um, so yeah, it, it does. It, it feels very weirdly flat in that way. Um, and, and the other thing is, well, I got a little. In fact, there was there were two things about the ending. We'll, we'll get to the ending, but the um, the two pilots as well. We mentioned they sort of seem to become sort of like your hero characters, sort of like your protagonists, but they they, they never feel like. Um, that they're, in, they're you know there are heroes to be sort of like that you know I don't know there's there's an expectation of them being sort of like you know mavericks or rogues or something where they're like you know the reason they're flying for and maybe this is just a Western thing like the reason the main character is flying for a fishing company rather than this other thing is because he you know he's such a anti-authoritarian you know he can't get on with the the brass and so he you know he he ends up working for this fishing firm. Yeah, okay. There's none of that. Like they're not given any character, and even like tropes or cliches, they don't get anything, and so they become a bit like redundant as characters. Um, and also they also get replaced. And this is what I'm saying about the ending. Like they literally get replaced when they bring in the air force. Yeah. Uh, which so, I found so you know, I mean, certainly undermines the sense of sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I mean, seeing you know seeing the reaction to, you know, his dad, the girlfriend or whatever, I mean, provides a moment of sort of character, a moment of sort of, Mm -hmm. but it, but it's a brief moment. And then everybody has a sort of like, right. Stiff upper lip, 
you know, we're Japanese. Carry on, you know. Yeah. We're fighting Godzilla. You know, no time for mourning. Right, and, that, and that's about as close as we get. I mean, and you're right. I mean, it's just very flat. Um, the, and the characters are very flat. And, you know, I mean, we're lucky if we get, like, a little joke here and mm. there that isn't funny that at least shows, like, right, they're not all totally serious all the time. That's about as close as we get to characters in this film. Well, they, they even set up what we have found to be a trope of 50s sci-fi which is carried on for many cases but this thing of having the love interest be the daughter of the boss or the man in mm. charge yes and so again i was like oh, okay well that's clearly going to play a part in so you know keeping the, the the love interest separated at one point nope like her, him being her father like could makes no difference to this plot mm. at all um, and I was, so I was, I was at the end. I was so expecting something where he's sort of like, you know, you know, I'm your father, and I will protect you, and so you are not going to go to a circle, or whatever it is. But like, there was none of that. It's just sort of like, yeah, yeah. I could be. You could have just been a boss. Yeah. No, I mean that's a very good point, and that is, you know, a big trope, especially of like disaster movies. Mm -hmm. right? You know, a way to link the characters together to get, you know, to get some of this characterization done. But this movie is not interested in, in any of that. It's, it's it's not interested. I wonder, you know, like, what is this movie interested in, right? I mean, you called it a cash grab. Um, I mean, the most important thing is that Ishiro Honda, who directed the first film, and he directed, mo you know, most of the early Godzilla stuff, um, you know, is not the director of this, right? Mm -hmm. He's, he directed the first one, and, and then... He stepped away. He was working on another film. And so Toho gave it to somebody else who obviously does not understand what he's doing. Um, so I, I wonder, what is here? I, you know, and so often watching this, I thought, what are they doing again? Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, right. There's that there's that other monster. And they're scared of Godzilla. But he, you know, you know, he's also fighting the other monster. And it's like. Right, is he an ally? What's going on? Oh yeah, now they're chased together. But you know, you sort of have to stop and say, right, what's going on again? Yeah, oh, Does yeah. Does it really repeatedly. matter? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are scenes when, um, I think the characters are distinctive enough. So I'm, I'm, you know, throughout, I'm like, oh, I know, I don't, yeah, I may not remember your name, but like, I know who you are. I know who you are. I know who you are. So I'm able to follow them through the plot. But I exact, I had exactly the same thing where I'm watching this and I'm reading all the subtitles. Mm. But there were still scenes where I'm going like, I must have missed something because at the moment I have no clue like what the point of this bit is. Like, and there were there were a couple of occasions where I wound back like you know you go oh no it's just I'm I'm just not grasping something or through that that. Um, like, you know, workman kind of a directing, they're just like, yeah, we're going from one scene to the next. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no flow or, or uh, anything like that. Um, there isn't even a traditional narrative structure, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> like, right, there's a there's another monster, you know, there's an attack. Right now we're going to pursue Godzilla. I mean, it... it you know, it doesn't even do a good job of like communicating these pivots in the narrative. Um, it's it's just sort of like, right, now we've got a dinner, now we're we're gonna go kill Godzilla, but they don't even say exactly what they're doing. 
Well, the dinner, I was, I was really confused by the whole dinner scene. So they go to a restaurant and there are two sort of rooms set up. There's one that's a small group, which is, so the two protagonists, mm-hmm. sort of, they're pilots for this fishing firm and they meet some old college friends and so they go for dinner. They seem to be really rude to the, to the, to the woman who is the love interest of the, um, the love interest of the uh, uh, main character. But then there's this other room where all the sort of like the like the bosses and stuff have sort of like met for this fishing firm that, that that run this fishing firm and are having dinner there, and they're just sort of like they're all singing and that they're, they're drunk and they're singing along and stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, but like you say, it doesn't. Like, at one, I was kind of like, aren't aren't you all worried that Godzilla's still out there? Like none of this is sort of like no one. <laughs> And again, I think maybe I'm just so used to hearing lines of like, you know, they can't stop us living our lives. Well, I hear it in the news all the time. Can't stop us living our lives. And so we're going to have this meal and we're going to have fun regardless. Like, I'm not stopping for Godzilla, whatever it is. There's mm. not. They just sort of go to dinner. Like, everyone's on board with it. It's 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 bizarre. Right. Yeah. And then they rush away. But yeah. you're right. I mean, there's no sense of of connection to the narrative, right? It's just... Yeah, here's the scene. There's almost like there's two there's, there's two stories here. Like there's the story of like say of Godzilla uh, and Angros, and then obviously Godzilla on his own. And then there's also this sort of like I think there's this Japanese melodrama about these young lovers working for a fishing uh, fishing industry uh, company. And they were like, we can't. Maybe Toho would just like we can't make we can't afford two films. Let's make one film and just combine them together. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, it's... I don't know either, but but neither of those movies is really satisfying or fleshed out. No. I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, in, in a sense, there, there there are these multiple sort of things going on. I mean, it does feel like more traditional, you know, to the sort of disaster movie genre in that sense, right? Mm. Um, you know, we're going to follow these people through. And, you know, of course, there's the tragic death. Um Right, except there's plenty of pilots, you know. I yeah. mean, you know, mostly what we see him doing is flying over empty ocean, you know, searching for something. Um, and, you know, okay, so I guess I'm, I'm glad he found Godzilla. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's hard to care about anything in this movie. No, I agree. Like, I came out of this film sort of a bit like, oh, oh, okay. That was a, that was a Godzilla film. Um yeah. And I, I haven't watched them all, but I've watched a fair few. And I think this I do think this is the one I care the least about. Um it it also there were t- there's some of the things I want to have on, but I actually think you, you mentioned there that there was a big gap between this one and the next oh, one. Seven years. Yeah. And the next one though mm-hmm. isn't isn't you know a new monster, isn't isn't sort of a you know one of the ones we now know as being a Godzilla creation it's godzilla versus king kong actually it's king kong versus godzilla king, king kong gets the top billing he does Godz- you are yeah. right um and so yeah in in that you know you realize you're like oh okay they weren't a hundred percent sure that godzilla had legs and i mm. honestly think i don't i don't know what the take was on this i don't know what the, i don't know what the reception was to this but it feels like this was ones that hit the cinema and everyone went, oh, yeah. No, this isn't the same as the first one. I don't like it. Um, and so I, I can imagine this was a bit of a flop. Um, 
especially if we took seven years for the next one. And it's such a departure for the next one. Like the the camp is introduced. Um yeah. The you know the the human story is is much better played out. It's not it's not a great film. It's fun, but it's um, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. I, I mean that that sort of evolution of Godzilla is fascinating. Um, you know, apparently Godzilla raids again uh, did okay. Mm. Um, you know, it generated eight point three million tickets, which well, is, you know. Uh, you know, in, in 55 in Japan seems pretty reasonable. Mm. It was the 10th highest grossing Japanese release for that year. Um, it did not do as well as the first one. But, you know, the first one is basically a, a ripoff of an American movie. Um, you know, it's not, you know, original. Um, and it was not clear that Godzilla was going to be a thing. And, mm. you know, you have like... Um, uh, you know, later on, we we think of them as part of the Godzilla universe, if you will, like Rodan. You mm. know, well, instead of I think Rodan is like 56. So they keep making mm. these Gajira movies. But, you know, um, uh, instead of Godzilla three, they make a Rodan movie. Right. And then. You know, before... is, God, is Godzilla in Rodan? No, no, because no, there's a, there's a, a mock up... Yeah, there's a Mothra move as well, isn't there? They're yeah, Mothra, Mothra 61. Mm. So, I mean, those those were between Godzilla Raids Again and King Kong versus Godzilla. So, clearly, like, Godzilla was just one of a bunch of monsters that yeah. they were making. And after Godzilla Raids Again, you know, they don't know where to take this. And, and they try out these other guys. Um, and then, you know, they they bring back Godzilla, you know, with secondary building to, you know... King, the Japanese version of King Kong, mm-hmm. um, and then it's Mothra versus Godzilla, right? Again, mm. Mothra gets the the top billing, and you know, uh, you know, Toho is deciding to combine monsters, right? Yeah, uh, from those other films, um, and then after that, basically, like Godzilla is sort of much more. I think Rodan shows up in the next one, and you yeah. know, but but Godzilla becomes much more the franchise. Um, Right, but this is clearly like just the second film. You know, it's like uh, King Kong or, you know, the first two Frankensteins or, you know, where this is that second film that goes with that first one. But then that third one is later or very different, you know. Um, This is just that follow-up that is kind of of a piece, but in this case, you know, the, the difference is shocking. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what, you, you talked about before about the the human element, and about in the first one, like you say, you're right. There's a, there's a whole lot of human story in there. And again, it's got that sort of like you know, uh, there's the the young couple, and one of them dad is a scientist, and blah blah blah. And but the ending has tension. Like the ending is all about that thing of like you know the the oxygen destroyer is like almost like a last ditch effort. Like the, the, you know they have to stop Godzilla. Um, it builds to a real sort of like crescendo of, of suspense. It works. In this one, like Godzilla goes home to this island that's got snow on it. It's like this iceberg thing. And then there's just like, this mission of basically bombing it and, and uh, uh, getting him trapped in an avalanche. And all I can think of is like, even this film shows he has atomic breath. Mm. 
that, that, that basically heats things up and destroys things. How is snow going to do anything? Like, it's the, it's the dumbest ending. Um, but it's also, as you said, sort of, because, it, because it's so flat, it, it, Godzilla just sort of stands there for the most part. Yes. And just gets yeah, bombed right. on. And I'm just like, no, run, move, use your tail, use something. Like, it's so, I don't know, just sort of like flat, because I say, because nothing really happens. Um, it's just, it's bizarre choices. And it looks like a guy in a suit. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you can pull out and show Godzilla from a distance, and especially at night, it, you know, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously now you've got to see him fighting another guy in a suit. Um, you know, there are some shots that look better than others. There's some shots that look pretty bad. Um, but every time they show him, I'm like, that's a guy standing in a, in a crate, you know, in a, in a you know, valley, yeah. whatever. And then the snow falls on him. And it's, it's the same thing as like when you see fire, yeah. you know, you've pointed out like the fire is never in scale. You know, it's like those flames are 10 stories high yeah. flipping around like with the same rapidity of a close up of fire because it's a small fire. The same thing is true of like the the boulders that fall on Godzilla. I mean, he's obviously like in some sort of man sized canyon that's maybe like mm. 30 feet high, 20 feet high, something like that. And you know, these these like uh, rocks of, you know, ice and snow fall on him. And they are very clearly, like very small, uh, <laughs> you know, pieces of ice. Mm. Um, you know, ice doesn't fall in enormous boulders the size of, you know, the size of uh, bigger than cars, you know, the size of small buildings or something. Um, and it's just it, everything looks wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a very good point about the fire. Like, you know, his fire, atomic breath, like, he doesn't do anything. It's so static. And he waits, like, right underneath this, you know, this these areas where, you know, the literally the best, most effective thing that they do. Oh, God, this is so stupid. Remember when they, like, have the planes and they say, like, oh, this is going to be a very difficult strafing maneuver. Mm. You don't need to do that maneuver. Like, yeah. you know, bomb the area around Godzilla. The, I mean, the most effective thing that happens to hurt Godzilla is the main character cr- getting hit and crashing, causing yeah. an avalanche. Like, literally, that is the most effective thing that happens. Yeah. It's, 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 I was sat sort of like watching his ending. And I am like, this is supposed to be the villain of the beast. Like, Godzilla's still mm-hmm. supposed to be, and it, he is so ineffective. But I'm like, if I was halfway through this, I'd be like, just stop. Like, he doesn't seem to do anything. Like, he doesn't seem to care. Like, I don't know. It's it's bizarre watching it. The thing I would say as well is, you know they say about the um, uh, pulling up to get out of the cliff, up the cliff cliff face, is is the same ending. That's the same ending that they gave to um, Mission, not Mission Impossible, sorry, uh, Top Gun 2. Hmm. It's literally the same ending as Top Gun 2. So I was just like, huh, that seems to be a thing. Like, fair enough. Um, well, you know, in fairness, I mean, okay. You know, you mentioned that uh, Top Gun Maverick, which I haven't seen, you know, um, you know, whatever, is, uh, you know, nobody ever needs to see a Tom Cruise movie, okay? <laughs> uh, but 
you mentioned how it's sort of like a Star Wars ripoff. Mm. To be fair, uh, that is the end of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and what was I watching? I was watching something else where I, I pointed this out. And I was like, oh, this is this is the trench. Oh, it was the, the most recent episode of the Orville. It, you know, yes. It was filled yeah, yeah. with. Um, and it has a, a, another trench thing like this. And I'm always like, you know, like, you know, it's even worse with the Death Star. Like, you know, you're in space, right? You can't go overhead, right? Yeah. Um, you don't need to go into this trench. Um, none of this makes any sense. And here, it's the same thing. You know, drop some bombs on this, mm. you know. There's no need to literally fly past Godzilla and then and then steer up this cliff I'll, and, and then drop bombs. I mean... Well, it's the fact that they choose to use fighter jets when they could... You're right, they could have used a bomber, hmm. like a high-altitude bomber, and they had them. I mean, it wasn't sort of high-altitude like they do now, but, like, yeah, literally just... just drop a bunch of bombs, come back, do it again, like... I don't know, yeah, the ending just feels, again, so underthought and badly planned that you just sort of like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's the ending that we're supposed to get. All right, fair enough. Um, I yeah. like your point about how he's the villain of the piece and he just sort mm. of stands there like, you know, um, for as much as I trash the the Marvel movies and they have very bad villains, that are none of them which are memorable, having said that, they know how to, they know to at least go through the motions of like, oh, he's a badass, and this is going to be a tough fight. That's yeah. going to be thirty minutes of boredom, but at least it's going to be a tough fight. Here, you know, I mean, imagine if like, you know, I'm Doctor Doom, the world will tremble. Now I will stand here for fifteen <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it's, it's like. Yeah, the whole fight with Angerus or Angerus, it's like you know, surely that's supposed to show you how tough he is. Mm. For for some reason, and then like you say later on, he just sort of stands there, and you're just like, "What? Like, yeah, it's just it's it, it this one is it? Like it feels like a cash grab because they've just gone bang Godzilla's name on it. It's clearly going to do well. We'll make a film. And I mean, I in, in fairness, things that I liked, I did like in the fight with uh, Angerus, uh, how they they're sort of like on a dock. And, mm. you know, and you're like, oh, that dock's going to get smashed. And it does get smashed. Mm. Um, you know, but and, and yeah, obviously it's like balsa wood. And, you know, I mean, you can sort of see it doesn't quite respond the way it should. But they are smashing through buildings and, and, and whatnot and stuff's on fire. And, um, you know, I thought that was fun. I mean, it's about a minute. Uh, and then Godzilla having finally sort of gotten lucky and defeated Angerus, he's like, I'm going to cement this victory and burn him with my atomic breath. And he's totally immune to the fact that, oh yeah, there's a city around you. And so yeah. his breath just sets, sets the, this dead monster on fire, but all the monster is going to return by the way, but mm -hmm. you know, sets the monster on fire, but also sets the whole city on fire. And I thought, well, that was good, you know. Um, so I sort of like that. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the fight with Angus is, isn't a joke and said it was like two guys who can't see sort of slapping each other. And it does come across that. But one of the things I would say, actually, in, in like you say, that's positive, it's like, and I think a lot of films in this area seem to 
it seemed to get it right. The miniature work, I just mm. I just really enjoy it. You know, like they have like tanks rolling up and like uh, trucks with missiles on the back. Um, the 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 prisoner van that crashes that causes the fire of the dock and stuff is a miniature shot. Now it's not perfect, but it works. It works well. And they've got several shots of jets and planes and stuff that are miniature. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That all works. That's fine. Your miniature work is solid. Well done. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess um, it's it it's solid. I'm, I don't I'm mind it. Give, I'm looking to give positives. I know. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, I found myself with the with the jets, you know, which are clearly you know just wobbling on threads. And yes. I thought, you know, it made me think of. I mean, admittedly, which is much later, it made me think of Thunderbirds. You know, mm, and I thought, mm. like, okay. That's not a good thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it looks cheap, and I mean, and I, I kind of had a mixed review of those tanks. Like, I thought they look good; they're, it's good miniature work, but they're just sort of like rolling very freely. And you know, I mean, they're obviously just on wheels and not on treads, and it looks off. Yes. And I think you know, all of it. The, I mean, the planes look really off to me. Um, yeah, but I mean, I do, I do like seeing the miniatures, right? I mean, mm. it's the same like you know, Thunderbirds. Like, oh, cool puppets, right? Like, yeah. look at how these were done. There is just a fun to seeing the miniature work. Um, yes. So I it's agree bit, with you on that. It's a bit like you know when you see stop motion. You know, I'm always a bit like, oh, cool, I like stop motion, even when it's not done in 100 well. It's like, yeah, but it's still a good skill, and it always looks. I think I enjoy seeing it. Yeah. Um. Let's quickly talk about Godzilla's. This, you know, you see, it looks like a guy in a suit. Um, in the first one, like you said, it's, it's often clouded in in sort of you know, in shadow and and it's kept at a distance, and you see different bits and pieces. But in general, Godzilla looks pretty good, I think. In this one, he, he sort of has like it's. It, he reminded me of. Um, there's a close up where he sort of looks round at the city and it's on fire. And I could not get past the fact he looked like Cookie Monster. Like, he has, like, two goggly eyes, and then yes. sort of, because he's got, like, a bobbly head and stuff. But I was like, I can't get past the fact that it's sort of, like... And they sort of re... Um, recontextualized this design uh, of Godzilla for Shin Godzilla. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, the sort of like weirdly boggly eyes and that sort of like massive bumps. But at least with Shin, it's sort of like it's obviously done with, with computer animation. He's made incredibly, he's going much, much bigger and it kind of works. Um, but you said about the miniatures being off. Like it's when his mouth opens for him to roar, it's clear like his bottom jaw's just on a hinge. Yeah. 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 Uh, and his teeth don't quite match up and all this other stuff. And so again, it just looks kind of off. Yeah. Um, and so that I couldn't get past that as well. I was like, okay, there's some poor dude in a suit, but it looks yeah. look, everything. This just looks cheap or looks messy. Should I get? A... Yeah, I mean, nothing really quite works. Um, I mean, you you mentioned about the fight with Angerus not not looking very convincing, um, and and a lot of people have complained about that. I sort of I sort of you know having seen you know, having grown up with dogs and sort of seen dogs roughhousing. It reminded me of kind of like two dogs roughhousing that might wind up hurting each other, but might also be kind of scrapping and playing a little. Yeah. Um, 
you know, sort of like circling. They're not really going for the kill. They're just kind of like, you know, swiping at each other a little. Um, but you mentioned like especially these close-up shots, and it's these headshots that really, really are horrible. Yes. Um, is that headshot of Godzilla? I that you mentioned. I was so irritated by the headshot of Angerus, and you know they and they seem to like. I don't think they're really reusing it, but it's this like movement that he does, of just kind of like shaking his head left and right. Oh, as, mm, yeah. Mm. He rotates his head round. Yeah, as, as as if like, what is that? Like I I mean I've seen animals make weird gestures mm-hmm. where it's like oh is that evolutionarily imprinted or you know like this makes sense to that animal even though it's it's a sort of weird thing it is not convincing at all it does not look threatening it no. looks like he's confused it looks like not like it, it is so bizarre and it looks cheap it you know i don't know i i can't say enough about how irritated at that little head move i was no i i agree because it's, it's 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 such a weird um like I say, almost like out of context. Like if, if it was a reaction to something, you'd be like, oh, okay. Like you, you said, like I can see it as being an animal reacting to something. But he's well, not. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it's it's in reaction. It's he makes it in reaction to other different in different contexts. Sometimes yeah. it's reaction to Godzilla threatening him or like grabbing him, biting him, and biting him. And then you cut to his face and he's like, you know, rotating yeah. his head. And he'll do it like twice. Yes. And it's like, do you think? that's threatening like are we supposed to think that looks scary it's so bizarre it's just yeah bizarre i'm so, I'm, so I'm just looking at images and that one one of those just came up <laughs> um of Angus doing that thing and i'm just like it just it's just so bizarre um it's clear it that seems tr- like it's ready for a gif you know like uh yeah i'm you know, sure to, to sure be posted on, there, on uh, twitter yeah. like i don't I don't understand what you're saying, and I should have some reaction, but this is the reaction yeah. of like inscrutable reaction reaction, I guess. Yeah, it's like yeah, and that's the thing. I wouldn't know. I'm just looking at images. It is. It's, they're just cheap and like you say, just just bizarre. Um, and, and and again, like you say, he he defeats Angus pretty handily as well. Like it's not mm. like it's a it's a hard fought battle. Like it sort of lasts for a bit, and then he just batters him. And you're like, oh, all right. I never feel like you know. Yes, all right. He's king of monsters. Brilliant. Yeah. What was the point? What what instigated the fight? Because they're already fighting at one point. The, the way they describe it, uh, the, one of the professors, I have no evidence for this. He says, oh, Angus must have attacked him from behind. And you're like, right. How how have you got that? Because when the two pilots see them, they're already fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they I think they were fighting earlier, and then the flares, you know, there's that whole thing with the flares that mm. goes on endlessly and that seem very unconnected to the planes flying overhead, <laughs> this pattern of lights in the sky, yeah. um, you know, that, you know, was used to distract Godzilla from the city. Um, and then Godzilla turns around when he's like, some convicts have started a fire. See, I'd better yeah. go over there. And then and then they say, oh, look, Angerus is coming up behind him. He must have been attracted to the flares. Mm. So like the flares that backfired, they did work. Uh, but they also had the effect of luring the other monster in the yes. area. 
you know, while also luring Godzilla away. Yeah. It's all very, like, nonsensical, really, is the problem. It sort of just doesn't make... But it, it makes me... I want to go back to... It's making me think about this idea of franchises or sort of, like, mm. a series of films. And just as we've been talking, you know, obviously we said, like, you know, there was Rodan and Mothra, and then Godzilla makes his return in 1962 against King Kong. And it's a very... Uh, it's a very different um, tone. You know, it's in colour, they're going for something slightly different. Um, you know, it, it's open to a bit more uh, humour and, and that sort of thing. And it makes me feel like, you know, there's this thing of like when franchises change, change tact or change direction to reinvent themselves or like characters do. And it's the same thing of like, you know... Um, the the two I think of would be like the Fast and the Furious, when like Fast Five come out and all of a sudden it's like oh no we're now going for this kind of different film like it's a, you know it was about racing cars now it's about international heists and you know all this other stuff and also like with James Bond I think of this you know I think of its idea when they're like well we've done the gritty Bond or we've done the silly Bond now we're going to do something else. And it sort well, of you're feels... talking about like the, the the reboot bond from yeah when they reboot yeah. things it, it, you know it feels yeah. a bit like that when these these franchises sometimes go away and they have to and Batman's the same and they'll go oh we're going to bring back a, you know we can't have the same as the last time what are we going to do to rejuvenate them I can imagine those conversations taking place I guess I mean you know I think like. In, in the case of in the case of Bond, like you know, the the early Bonds are all over the map in terms mm. of genre, right? Um, you know, you, you follow like uh, from Russia with Love with like Goldfinger, right? Yeah. Those are not the same universe. No, um, one is happy to be campy and fun. The other is like basically uh, serious, dead serious spy Bond before mm. uh, the the recent films. Um, so in fairness, I think Bond kind of like always did that. But what, you know, it makes me think of is like these, you know, we, and we've talked about it, like these franchises uh, that sort of maybe the Fast and the Furious is more like that. I haven't seen any of those movies all the way through because oh, I don't hate myself. You, you're missing out there, Julian. Oh, that's a podcast in itself, that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe for 20th Century Geek, you know, uh, that we could do a special episode of... Uh, you know, Julian bites the bullet, and uh, you know, uh, how much does he does he uh, want to kill himself by the end of uh, the entire series? Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, but I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of like, um, I mean, Rocky. You know, like I mean, Alien does this. I mean, there is. You made that argument about like the worst or most hated element becomes the main thing like with homer um yeah it's also like you know these franchises become parodies of themselves right mm, so mm. like godzilla in godzilla in 54 he's a metaphor if he's shot you know in smoke he's shot like it's a kurosawa film right i mean mm. he's shot with you can see that could be filming next to you know seven samurai or something he there's an artfulness in the presentation. Yes. Um, he's not just, you know, a guy in a suit. I mean, it's like the diehard movies, right? You know, mm. I mean, he's a guy. It's very carefully put together in the first one. 
fast forward a few movies mm -hmm. and he's just, you know, your typical ninja, you know, uh, a guy who can't be hurt, who's just a badass, you know, yet another badass. I mean, basically, that's the evolution that we got in these two Godzilla movies. And it happened over, you know, one movie uh, as opposed to like a set of four sequels. Yeah, and that's that's the weird thing of it is that thing as you say is sort of like the pivot of it is usually those pivots are usually used um, happen because of um, in the in, in, for example, let's stick with Fast and Furious, like dropping off returns. You know, they got to fast, they got to the fourth one, and they were like, okay, we've pretty much done everything we can do with this format of. You know, uh, car racing being used for, to do something else. Right, we've got it up the ante. You change tact. Harry Potter is another good example. Like the first two films, you know, they're, they're um, written and directed by Chris Columbus. You know, this is sort of a happy, not happy, but like they, they have a much more sort of youthful tone. There's sort of like you know, there's a a richness to them. And then all of a sudden, the, the third one. Is um, uh, Aaron Carrion, the sort of the Spanish director, and it's all of a sudden it's like all angular and you know there, there's more shadows, like there's, these horror elements are creeping into it, and you can sort of go, oh, that's because we expect the audience is getting older. We can't keep being kiddie films, so we've got to try and grow up with them a little bit. And so I do find that, but it happens over time, and usually because of a consequence. This is had one film, and then they've just gone. Yeah, that was a good one, but now this is this different Godzilla. It's, it's, we'll play it differently. Yeah, um, and it, it's interesting also how this is, it's so different, but it's also like a transition to the, well, we're just going to have guys in suits and the more campiness, right? Yeah. Like, it's still set in a realistic world, just horribly written, you know, yeah. um, and sort of is introducing the first other monster. I mean, it's introducing two new monsters, right? Because mm. Godzilla is another guy just neither of them really have any origin i mean in that sense it's clearly getting into just the guys in suits fighting yeah. but it still wants to be said in a realistic world it's just doing a piss poor job of it well yeah i mean what you say about you know we talk about him being the villain and like you say the guy in a suit what happened to the suit from the first film i don't know because i mean is it I've no idea because I was thinking and watching this going, like, oh, they've, they've clearly made a new suit. Mm. But like it was probably like, you know, a year, less than a year ago that this was being used. So yeah. why can't you rock that out? Like, it must have been destroyed, I suppose, or something. You know, they weren't expecting to make a sequel. I don't know. But it feels weird to be making a new suit when in those days. So yeah. um, there's, there's definitely that part that was weirding me out. Well, so um, uh, apparently they, it is a new suit. Um, you know, it was sculpted, but one of the key things they wanted, and this kind of makes sense, is that uh, the suit had to be made of lighter materials so that they could do those fight scenes, right? right. So the fight scenes, as a consequence, the suits look like, the suit kind of looks like crap because it's mm -hmm. got to be cloth and sort of, you know, more, more uh, lightweight. Um, and then... But the fight scenes also look like crap because you <laughs> can't really see through the suit. Yeah. And so you're just like having actors swing some, you know, appendage at each other. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I would say is this, and this is where it, where it, this is where it gets to, 
later on is akin to like professional wrestling mm. you know and in fact uh, 62 the, the the kong versus godzilla is that is exactly that like it follows mm. the it, it, you know it's like a precursor to a feud like it starts off and they'll have a couple there'll be a couple of matches or there'll be an intervention where you know there's no clear winner or um you know there might be but it was due to um to the intervention like somebody else got involved or something and it all leads up to the final confrontation and that's the point like that's the climax isn't it like you're supposed to be like be in suspense for this showdown at the end and that it starts to work i'm sure that's what a lot of them are like you know even if you watch like the modern monster universe like you know, the most recent one which was a couple of years ago was, was godzilla versus king kong yeah um does exactly that like it builds up do you have a couple of confrontations one wins a bit the other one wins a bit but it's not clear cut and then they have the big fight at the end that's the point it's quite you know straightforward but like you said with this one this one doesn't follow a standard structure there's one fight about a third of the way through it and then large stretches of human you know human things and at no point do i really feel like uh, Godzilla is a major threat. Like there was one point, obviously, like you say, where he sort of destroys part of Osaka, and they've evacuated those areas, and they go back to the fishing offices, and like, that's where the cannery was, and there's all this other stuff. You go, oh, that's terrible. But it never feels like that's one. I'm never going like, oh my god, that's terrible. This is this is horrendous. I can see why you're going after Godzilla. I'm like sort of like, it's not your own fault. Like you know, <laughs> like he was leaving, mm-hmm. um, and you know. <laughs> when they have the confrontation it's not like he's already had a fight with humans do you know what i mean there's no right. there's no been set up confrontation back yeah it's yeah, a real then, but even then they could show like the human toll of this devastation yes and they, they do in the first one yeah I mean, you do. know it, it's like uh you know i don't think gone with the winds is a very good movie but you know it's famous for that you know pan scene of showing all the dead Mm. There's a version of that in Godzilla 54. Yes. You know, I mean, we see that and we were both affected by that. Mm. Um, there's nothing like that. Instead, what we get here are, is like shots of Osaka with rear projection flames over the background, you know, yeah. so you can clearly see nothing's burning yeah. in the foreground. That's as close as we get to showing the human toll. Yeah. That's, That's what not I mean. good. No, there's no, there's no heart to this. You never feel that impact. So when they go after Godzilla, I'm a bit like, oh, you, your own fault. So sort of like, leave him alone. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It all feels very sort of um, just silly and flat. Um, it's a bit like somebody in Yellowstone, you know, saying like, we're very worried about this bear. The bear is clearly not interested in them leaving. Then they then they like throw some cheese out the window. Yeah. And the bear comes over and menaces them. Yeah, you know. And then they and then the rest of the movie is let's go hunt and kill that bear who's yeah. now left the humans alone. Yeah, yeah. It's not Jaws, is it? I mean, this isn't Jaws where they're they're constantly having those attacks and they're going to kill off the shark. Yeah, this is this is sort of like where the, the Godzilla, like you said, is almost like Lovecraftian or Cthulhu or whatever. Where it's like I've got no interest in you. You just happen to be there. Like it's not intentional. Um, at least with the first one, like he reaches land and starts moving across 
Tokyo and stuff. Like you know, it's a it's a there's a level of destruction to it that is engaged upon. Like he's not doing it because he hates them, but like he ends up sort of like picking victims and stuff. Like I don't know. Yeah, this this this, this is bizarre. Everything about this film feels so. Um, I don't know. It's just like I say, so flat and so sort of like you get to the end and it's so unsatisfying. Now I I watched the Japanese version of this um, online and I did find the English or the American version. So much like happened with the original, okay. like, yeah. they obviously re-edited it and inserted in American actors and stuff. They did the same with um, uh, Godzilla raids again. And I've not watched it. However, there's a part of me that does fancy watching it. Like, how have they made it any different to and to see if they did anything to try and I don't know add some depth or anything to it. I don't know what the difference is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen. I have not seen the American version of uh, uh, the original, which is known as Godzilla King of Monsters. Mm. I have not seen, uh, and I have not seen the American version of this either. No, I'm not sure if they're worth seeing, but I, I'll be curious just to be like, oh, okay, that's what they did. You know, they just they've inserted an actor just talking to some people, or is he off the side having his own adventure, or do they completely replace the human element? I don't know. It's sort of. Uh, well, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, you know, the uh, American adaptation produced a 129-page script uh, with instructions to the editor of where the Japanese footage was to be used. Uh, they changed Godzilla and Anchorus to dinosaurs, with Godzilla identified as a female Tyrannosaurus. All shots of Godzilla using his atomic breath were eliminated to be replaced with new footage of Godzilla swiping his claws at jets. They added more panic, disaster, military mobilization scenes. I mean, you know, um, they said the blackout was caused by the monsters destroying a power plant instead of, you know, so, uh, a deliberate thing. So, I mean, a wholesale rewrite. It, uh, it sounds a little bit like they're having the same conversation that you and I are having. Where they have gone, and this is awful to say because I don't want to be trashing this film, but let's say there's very little salvageable here. <laughs> we need to be just doing our own thing. Um, because the, the the first one is is an insertion, like there's an American actor inserted into mm. the the Japanese film. Like you said, it sounds like the American adaptation is a complete redo, which is fascinating. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it, it's I mean, it looks like they've they've done their best to use most of the footage, but mm. you know, um, yeah, I, they seem more free to say like, right, we can edit this to change the plot. You know, yeah. I mean, we can we can change. You change a line of dialogue, and suddenly, you know, something's very different. I'm kind of curious. I might have to watch it now just to see what it's like. But um, yeah, it's interesting. So, but I, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. But all in all, I'm, I'm trying to get back. The thing is, I'm going through this film, and it's one of the few films that we have covered where I get to a point, and I'm like, well, there's no great theme to talk about. You know, there's nothing for us to anchor on around sort of like, you know, politics or themes or war or, or you know, anything about that. The film itself is incredibly flat and, and has no punch to it. So I can't, you know, 
get excited about anything like that. It's a bizarre sort of like almost like a bizarre like non-entity of a film. Like I watched it, and whilst I was watching parts of it, I was like, oh, all right, that's kind of good. But like you say, I watched it this morning, mm. and even to this point, I'm like, yeah, it's parts of the plot that I'm pretty sure I can't, I couldn't tell you what happened, you know. Yeah, I had the same problem. Um, I I watched it uh, days ago. Um, you know, I'm, I'm rarely that far ahead. And, you know, I like to have things sort of fresh in my mind. But I, I was on HBO Max and I saw it on HBO Max and I thought, right, I'll get I'll get I don't know what to watch tonight. I'll get started on this. Right. And and in preparing for the show, I thought I've really got to review this plot because I don't remember anything. Yeah, I remember, you know shots of planes crashing into snowbanks. Uh, you know, I don't really remember that much else. No, it's very... Um, Unsatisfying. Yeah, low impact. Like, there's very little to take away from this film. Um, which is why I think, like you say, I'm taking it. Because like, this came a year after. Like We've gone from 54 mm-hmm. to 55, and then you get to 62. And so, like, that seven years is a long time in, in cinema, like, you know. You know, you think about so like we said about Bond, like you know, when Bond hits his stride, it's like two two years max between some of those early mm. films. Like they were banging them out, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, this feels like you know, I don't know, it's it's an interesting one. It's sort of watching this again, like okay, that's why this didn't go any further because it just didn't. It did fine, but it, I don't know, it just it seems very forgettable. Yeah, um, you know, it doesn't seem like. I mean, obviously, this did fine. It did not as well as the first one. But, you know, there's something to be said for watching something and say it has not necessarily artistic energy, but it has um, an idea behind it. There's a there's a way you can imagine continuing this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to imagine watching Godzilla Raids again and thinking, I want a third installment of this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Interestingly, uh, go ahead. I was just saying, but what you said, I think that's the point Toho made. I think they were just yeah. like, yeah, we, we, yeah we, there's no, there's no desire for this. We're not, we're not hearing anyone calling for it, so we're not yeah, going to bother doing it. If you liked that. Godzilla, we have this other product for you. Yeah. Once you have that, you know the 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 uh, you know it, it's like having too much candy, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, the first one was an actual meal. The second one is just uh, candy and not, and it's really sour candy. And by the time you're done with it, you will not, your stomach will be sick. You won't want mm. it anymore. Interestingly, the, uh, that American version was titled Gigantus, the Fire Monster. Really? It was explicitly not Godzilla. And that was because <laughs> they were like, look, we killed Godzilla in the first movie. Let's just call this something else because it's not, it can't be Godzilla. So it's not even a Godzilla movie in the States. Uh, it was Gigantus the Fire Monster. Interesting. It should, uh, which was uh, um, d- a double bill with teenagers from outer space. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. It becomes a B movie, doesn't it? That's the thing. It becomes a B movie flick, monster flick. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah it, it is sad. I mean, it's sad because. You know, I think we both like the original Godzilla so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really impressed with it. And 
you know, I'm glad to see this. You've seen more of the Godzilla films than I have. But, um, you know, I am shocked by, I can't imagine any idiot watching Godzilla and making this movie as the yeah. sequel. It's, it's just, how how dumb do you have to be? It's, it's one of those weird drop-offs of a sequel. We talk about changing, like, pivot, you know. And often you get that thing of another, you know, there, there are reasons for it. I mean, that we talk about change of characters. I think of um, Friday the Thirteenth. You know, um, spoilers for a film that is <laughs> forty years old, forty-two years old. Um, but in the first one, it's clearly you know it's not Jason that's doing all the killing. Sorry, mm. and it's Jason Voorhees is introduced as, a, as the villain in the second one. And then, so they pivot, and those films become a different animal because of that. Um, it, it feels like that sort of thing, isn't it? But like, there's a sort of like the first one, and then you know, like, wait, we're going to do something different for the second one. We're going to really introduce something different. Um, yeah, I don't know. These pivots with these sequels, it's bizarre. It's like a real sort of. I don't want to make much another comparison, like you know, making the Godfather and then making, you know. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know what's that one with J- Jimmy Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant in. You know that sort of like, <laughs> like. Well, it, I was thinking of like Hitman, like you know, The Godfather Part Two is just like, uh, you know, it's really fun to assassinate people. You yeah. know, like, uh, yeah, it's just Al Pacino. It's not Al Pacino. It's an Al Pacino impersonator going around, just like you say, just playing really sort of like really broad um italian stereotypes and yeah whacking people that's that's the second film and going, oh it's good fun i mean it's a silly film but like yeah i'm not sure what happened to the whole story of, of michael corley you know corleone sort of like descent mm. to evil you're like but uh, yeah he clearly had fun in the second one you know yeah and there is i don't know i i, I increasingly these days have this feeling um like, you know, every once in a while I watch movies that I am not pleased with. And and I'm talking about contemporary movies. And I think that it's as if people have watched these movies that they're influenced by, but not seem to understand them at all. Yes. Um, and so, you know, you see sort of shots that are influenced by The Godfather and they'll be like, yeah. It was in that badass, take the cannoli, you know? It's like, that's not the tone at all. That's not the point, right, uh, of the original. Or you'll see, like, an homage to Apocalypse Now or something in a, in a movie that is like, yeah, war's cool, you know, this yeah. is fun. No, no, the entire point is this is chaotic and terrible. And it this does seem to be, you know, something of that uh, in comparison to the first Godzilla, you know? I mean, like, obviously it's supposed to be like the first Godzilla is this is horrifying, mm. you know? I mean, this is terrible. In the second one, it's like, yeah, check it out. Osaka's in flames, you know? <laughs> uh, we've destroyed yeah. a monument. Uh, yeah, but not even that, but but that, but not without, be, without being good at doing that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not like I'm looking at the action and going like, yeah, the action's badass in this. 
yeah, I'm not feeling the human element, but at least I get a really cool fight and I get loads of destruction. Like, you know, at least I get a section of like Independence Day or sort of like one of those sort of like disaster. No, it's not. Like, again, I'd go back to Godzilla and be like, yeah, actually, the destruction and the fighting and stuff in that is better. You know, obviously it has more of a weight and more theme to it, but it looks better and, and you know, and has more uh, to it. It's just, yeah, there's nothing. I was trying to think if we were to have, because obviously we, when we get to the end of the season, we'll do like an out of 10 mm. and we record those scores. Um, but I listened to another podcast called uh, Now Playing and they just do a red and green arrow. You mm. know, is it a green arrow? Red thumbs arrow? up, thumbs down. Yeah, basically yeah. sort of thing. And there's three people, so you get that sort of broad thing. And I was thinking, they often say, I was looking for something to recommend this. Hmm. Because I don't, I don't like to trash on things. Well, I obviously do, but like, I was thinking like, how much? Because how much we liked Godzilla? Is there something in this to recommend it? Could I say, go watch this? Now I've watched a couple of Godzilla films. I've watched, I say, not huge amounts. I've probably watched, I've watched of the, the versus uh, Kong, and I've watched uh, one more. I think with Mothra in um, mm-hmm. with yeah. Godzilla. And I've obviously watched the original and this, and then I've watched some of the later ones. I've watched the 84 one and, and some of oh, yeah. the, uh, the more modern ones. There's a Ghidorah one from the 90s I've seen as well. Um, and so I've watched those, and you go, all right, this is by far the worst. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because at least those have a sort of formula where they go, like like you say, we're going to go batshit crazy, and we're going to have time travel and aliens, or we're going to have, like, you know, Mechazilla, or we're going to have a giant moth and, you know, mm. miniature twins that live in a jungle that control it. I'm like, cool, swing for the fences and be as weird as you want, but at yeah. least have fun with it. This film is just, like, so absent that, that there's so there's nothing to recommend it in my book. I agree. Um, and, and, in fact, I would say watch Godzilla in 1954. Yeah. Stop there. Avoid the sequel jump to the stuff that's highly rated, you know, maybe mm-hmm. like Destroy All Monsters, Mothra, you know, um, you know, other stuff. But um, yeah, you do not need to see this. Um, yeah, and, and I keep wondering, how did this, how was this a follow-up to that first one? If you watch that first one, like clearly what they're thinking is, it's fun because it is a giant, it's a, you know, giant monster movie. Mm. So what's better than one, two, mm. right? It's not like they're not coming at this and thinking like, right, well, that was a metaphor for Hiroshima and the atomic bomb. It featured a lot of, you know, just sort of like serious carnage and people up against the wall. Maybe Godzilla is still alive and he attacks somewhere else, right? Maybe he attacks another country and Japan has to decide, do we help that other country? Mm. You know, um, I mean, there there are lots of ways to continue this, but surely the least interesting is Godzilla raids again, you know, <laughs> literally. Uh, but it's not even Godzilla. We'll just bring him back, have him attack Osaka this time. And what's better than one monster too? I mean, there doesn't seem to be anything deeper than that going on here. No, there's not. There really isn't. Um, and I think that's one of the sort of the main problems. Like, it doesn't carry any thematic weight, does it? And it's but it's not even fun. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. mind things dropping thematic weight if they're going to be fun. You know, that's the thing. 
Um, anyway, I think we get we are getting close yeah. to time, so I'm just gonna say so. Any, any final thoughts for Godzilla raids again? I mean, they should have just given Godzilla a samurai sword. You know, <laughs> I mean, at least that that would have, like you said, it would have been fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, give him like full samurai, big hat, big like arm and helmet that works, but. Yeah, shrink him down, have him wander onto that Kurosawa set next door. You know, <laughs> it's like, come on, man, that would be so awesome. That's the thing with this. Like, one of the things that's interesting is because the future is just the fighting, right? But yeah, why not have it do something interesting? Have Godzilla in the past? I mean, you know, could be done. Could be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think I've given. I think I've been quite abundantly clear about how I feel about this film. Um, <laughs> It's it's a real disappointment, especially because of how much I like the original, as you say, it's sort of affecting, it's it's very solid. This just feels like such a disappointment. I mean, this is this is going from term the Terminator to, to Terminator three. That sort of like level of like, oh shit, they really like didn't they really didn't know what was going on there. Oh um, man. You're you're so wrong. Terminator three has ideas. That's true. It's trying to do <laughs> yeah. something, right? It has an agenda that's been thought out. Yeah, that's Whether true. Whether it completely fails in its execution or not, it ha- it knows what it's doing. This, that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this compares unfavorably to T three. Yes, that's oh no, no, yes, no doubt. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. Anyway, I think you're right. Let, let's wrap it up on I think on 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 Godzilla raids again. I don't think we're going to get much more from it. Um, and. Uh, yeah, but you know, this this may not be the end of of, oh. of Godzilla on stories out in time and space. There are many, many more films. We haven't even covered the fighty fighty uh, Godzilla that is to come, and there are others. So we, you know, it would be interesting to go into that era, uh, maybe in the future, um, and see one of those other Showa era sort of mm-hmm. um, Godzilla films and see how it does change. Uh, again, we'll see about that. But next, next, an early uh, little win for me. We are we're continuing. We've done uh, so far. We've done some early, early films. Now this is our first return. We've done a sequel, and and now we're going to do for the next episode. We're doing an original. We did the remake, um, the 1986, uh, the Fly, the David Cronenberg version. Now we're going back and we're going to be doing the 1959, it was 1958, I can't remember, uh, The Fly uh, with Vincent Price. So that's right, I'm getting a little bit of Vincent Price in early on this season. Um, And so I'm looking forward to sort of talking that. Um, Does it hold up? Is it it as silly as this or does it hold any weight? Uh, I'll be interested to see how how we feel about this film. Um, So yeah, so Julian... Thank 1958. you. 1958. 1958. I was right. Yeah, there. and I've never seen this. Have you not? No, never seen it. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not going to comment. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested. Well, to talk I mean, you, we've talked about it in comparison to the the remake. So uh, yes, but, it has. Yeah, and it, and it's sort of famous. It has a slightly different tone, but the ending is yeah. is, is 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 very different. Um, but yes. Uh, so, but Julian, thank you very much for talking uh, Godzilla raids again. It's my pleasure. Fun. Uh, even if the, the conversation has been more fun than the film, but that's always, you know, the bonus of these podcasts. Uh, l- ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for following along. There's a couple of things to, to note 
if you like what we're doing, let people know. Leave us a review. Go on social media, drop you know, and just at pod time space and just say how great we are. Let people know. We appreciate it. Um, but this isn't the only content you're now going to be getting on the main feed. So if you really want to shout us out, you are getting these every other week. Us going through the films one by one through this season. Uh, the list is out there now. It's pinned to the uh, on the Twitter. Go have a look at the full listing. Uh, but the, in between main episodes, we are now doing Trekking Through the Twilight Zone. This has been a Patreon exclusive, and we've completed sort of the first couple of seasons on Patreon. It's all on there. So if you want to go uh, back onto Patreon, go follow us on Patreon. That's uh, www.patreon.com slash 20cgmedia. Uh, you'll find we release them there weekly, but now we're going to be doing them uh, fortnightly between the main episodes. But every other week, Julian and I take 15 to 20 minutes to talk about an episode of the twilight zone the original series the rod serling uh twilight zone and we're working our way from season one so the first two episodes are on this feed go check them out and there'll be more every other week so that's been good fun isn't it? They're, they're good fun to do those ones yeah it's been fantastic and you know we we've been doing it for a while on patreon mm. um and like you said we're already done with with season two we've recorded those episodes um, I hope that, you know, people enjoy them as much as we have. Uh, I think they're kind of a great sort of short palate cleanser, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some between, you know, these movies. Sometimes it's cool to, you know, talk about these 30 minute uh, little short hits. Uh, and I find that it, it's like that bit to keep with the Japanese theme is that little bit of uh, ginger and wasabi there, yeah. um, you know, to sort of wash the sushi. Um, but uh you know, ginger specifically is the palate cleanser. But, you know, it's uh, it's great fun, and I hope that people enjoy them. Uh, fortnightly for the Americans means bi-weekly. Uh, every two weeks. <laughs> right. Yes, every two weeks. Sorry, yes. We're, we're uh, you know, we're, I mean, I, it probably, I still probably still have to stop and think about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, if, if, if you like them, we're, we're already, you want more. Hey, we got the full two seasons up on, mm. on Patreon, not to mention, you know, your 30-minute uh, thoughts yeah. um, and other bonus interviews yeah. and stuff. Create a corner that comes every quarter. So, yeah, we've got loads of stuff on there. Go check out behind-the-scenes stuff, polls, and all kinds of things as well. So go check that out. There'll be a link down below. But, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much. And, Julian, thank you very much. And we'll catch you. up in the next episode to Talk the Fly. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, and we'll talk to you again soon.